Hello and welcome. The Setting Apart podcast is a pit stop where you can get nourished, encouraged, and refreshed whenever you need a break. I'm your host, IP, and every episode I get to share my stories, my outlook, my reflections on all things inspired through the lens of faith. So grab yourself a coffee, sit back, relax, and chill. In this part one of the introduction episode, I want to say a few words about the Setting Apart podcast. What is it about? Why am I doing this? And why you might want to listen to and subscribe to it. Let's start with what. Jesus says, I am the way, I am truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. That's from John chapter 14, verse 6. So for everyone who is finding their way or seeking to follow the footsteps of Jesus Christ, the Setting Apart podcast is a pit stop for you to take a break whenever you need to chill from the daily grind in your journey. Feel free to stop by for a quick dose of refreshment, encouragement, and nourishment for the soul as I get to share my testimony, my reflection, and stories through the lens of faith. In Matthew 14, verse 24, Jesus goes on to tell those who want to be his disciples, take up your cross and follow me. And here's the thing, talking about the cross is easy. But to actually take up your cross is not. It's hard. After all, from Matthew chapter 7, we learn that the gate to salvation is narrow and hard, whereas the path to destruction is broad and easy. And Jesus also tells us in Matthew 22 that many are called, but only few are chosen. So in every episode, I would share the highs and the lows from my personal meditation and encounter in trying to take up my cross. The key word here is trying, and that's where I'm at. Still very much work in progress every step of the way. And if you are like me, fantastic. Let's dig in and let's do this together. This is not a breaking of the word podcast, but one about sharing personal experience while reflecting on the word of God. So this is essentially what the Setting Apart podcast is for, is for those of us who desire to take up our cross and follow Jesus, but who struggle at times yet have a deep desire to walk with Jesus. It is also for anyone who wish to find out more about the Christian faith and who is seeking the true meaning and purpose in your life. To be a disciple is to follow what the Master does. This is evident not only in the New Testament, for example, from the dynamics between Jesus and his disciples, but also in the Old Testament. We can see that between Elijah and Elisha as well. The implication of Matthew 14, verse 24, take up your cross and follow me, is that believing in Jesus is the first step, but in and by itself, it's not enough to be his disciples. We still need to make the commitment and sacrifices to work on the transformation of our heart. And if we believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, then we must make every effort to follow him with our heart, with our soul, and with our mind. Now, the disclosure. 
This podcast is a one-man passion project. It's a one-man show put together in my personal downtime. What I do spend the bulk of my time on is in creating content. Unless otherwise stated, I am the sole creator of the content, ranging from the podcast to its affiliated website. While reasonable care is taken on the creative process, all errors, whether of omission or commission, are mine. In particular, in interpreting Holy Scripture, I follow the guidelines as prescribed by the Magisterium Church as best I can. And unless otherwise stated, my reflections and opinions expressed in this podcast are mine and mine alone. Hopefully, you will find it useful in accompanying you in your personal journey. If you wish to leave me your feedback or comments for the Setting Apart podcast, please don't let me stop you. And if you like what you hear, I would truly appreciate if you could subscribe and please ask your friends and families to subscribe to my podcast as well. Help spread the word. And if you are using the Apple podcast, it would be awesome if you could also leave me your ratings or reviews again to help get a word out. Anything you can do to help a brother out is very much appreciated. And thank you for that. Okay, back on to the program. The Bibles I use for scripture reading and for references made in the podcast are one of three versions. The New American Bible, the NAB, the New Revised Standard Version, or the NRSV, and the Jerusalem Bible, or the JB. I find the nuances in translation from the different versions help me understand the meaning of some of the verses better. All the Bibles I use are of the Catholic or Universal Edition. Another staple go-to resource I use for my prep is the Catechism of the Catholic Church, or the CCC for short. What is the CCC? It is a statement of the Church's faith and Catholic doctrine, attested to and illuminated by sacred scripture, the apostolic tradition, and the Church's magisterium three inseparable tenets of the CCC. I invite you to read along with me whenever you can. Now, the who and the why. Who am I and why am I doing this? I'm going to give you three reasons for the why. But first, let me cover the who and then I'll jump straight into the whys. Now, I am just a regular dude, a layperson, a practicing Catholic who is drawn to holy scriptures and was moved to share my testimonies. You see, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, as part of the mitigation measures in Singapore, we could not physically attend Mass at church, especially during the lockdown in the early part. And so the church would live stream Masses via online platforms like YouTube or Facebook or the likes. And in one of those online Masses, before the Mass commences, There were some clips showing regular people sharing their personal testimonies about their faith, about personal encounters with God, and that struck a chord in my heart. It was kind of profound listening to other people's testimonies because the messages I heard totally reinforced my own faith and reminded me of my call to be set apart. Believe me. It is so easy to digress and regress in this secular world where temptations abound, and therefore the seeds were planted in my heart, witnessing through stories. He who has ears, let him hear. Everyone can use a little bit of encouragement and nourishment to the soul. 
I believe, especially in the battle of the spirits. And shortly thereafter, I heard our Archbishop, Bishop William Go, urging us to use the new medium to share our faith stories, our personal encounters while celebrating the World Communications Day 2020. That is all the nudge I needed. The amazing thing about all this is that I've been toying the idea of launching a podcast prior to the messages from YouTube and His Grace. You see, around this time, most of us were working online from home due to the COVID-19 mitigation measures, and I was contemplating on getting a microphone for that purpose, to improve the audio quality for my Zoom sessions. I was weighing in on what kind of mic am I going to get and what else I could use the mic for post-pandemic. I mean, the pandemic is going to pass. I know that. I just didn't know when, right? And I hate to buy something to use only for that period and then put it away and never to be used again. And since I've been involved in a small weekly Bible sharing session in my parish uh, for the last six, seven years or so, and with the purchase of a mic Naturally, I had thought of creating a podcast to evangelize my Bible-sharing experience um, beyond the parish church. And so, with this inspiration and the prompting from YouTube and His Grace, I decided to get a mic that is suitable for both online meeting platforms as well as for podcasting in mind. The rest, as they say, is history. Why podcasting? Well, in my mind, it is the easiest platform to set up and launch. And instead of telling my stories just to a handful in church, I reckon that podcasting could be a fantastic platform for the purpose of witnessing through stories. And since both my wife and I had a very positive experience from listening to other people's testimonies on a one-off basis... Now, if I could do that regularly via podcast, imagine the fruits I could potentially bear in proclaiming my walk with Christ. And if my stories resonate well with you and all your friends, for instance, you could download and replay it as much as you like or to share that as often as you like. You could pick any episode of my podcast to share it with your friends um, your family, Bible sharing group, RCIA, or any group discussion whatsoever. So in that sense, it can be a powerful, far-reaching platform to tell stories, to share testimonies, and to let listeners know that, hey, you know what? You're not alone in your struggles. I too share in your struggles. And I too make progress and regress at the same time from time to time. So. The question is, how do we pick ourselves up from here and move forward? How do we keep fixing our eyes on Christ? That's where the Setting Apart podcast comes in. It strives to provide um, the picker-upper whenever we fall, and we're all going to fall, right? And also to provide an encouraging voice to those in need. And we all can use that to help us move forward as a community, as a fellowship of believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ. So reason number one, podcasting, in my mind, could be an excellent platform for witnessing through stories, my stories. Reason number two is one of self-preservation. In order to do this podcast, I would spend the bulk of my time creating content. As part of my prep, I would need to read the scripture, to meditate on the Word of God, to reflect on what it means to me, um, 
and to lift up my thoughts and my heart to God in prayer. In other words, I pray the scripture using the practice of Lectio Divina while preparing the contents for the podcast. And speaking of Lectio Divina, I love it. I will highly recommend it to anyone and everyone. It is a slow, contemplative praying of the scriptures, converting scripture into prayer, and simply being in the presence of God through praying the scriptures. Really fantastic stuff. If you haven't tried it, gotta give it a go. St. Ambrose, a doctor of the church in the 4th century, says it best. We speak to God when we pray. We listen to God when we read the divine oracles. And that's taken from the CCC, paragraph number 26532653. In other words, we pray to God when we want to speak to Him. God speaks to us when we read the scripture. Now, that's a dialogue, a conversation. Not a one-way monologue, but a dialogue. And when you have many dialogues, that become a relationship. In fact, I would attribute my very first conversation or dialogue with God to praying the scriptures using Lecture Divina. The problem is, I'm not doing it as regularly as I did, nor as I should. And so, in doing the Setting Apart podcast, I hope it will give me a better structure in my prayer life, in particular in practicing Lecture Divina more regularly, so that I could have a deeper and richer personal relationship with our Father in Heaven. That is the goal, and that's what we are called to do. In a nutshell, the Setting Apart podcast is all about taking action in order for us to be in communion with God. Hopefully, my action in a small way can help nudge you on to take actions in your journey. So, reason number one, I'm answering the call to bear witness through stories. And reason number two is one of self-preservation. And the podcast structure you can expect going forward after this introduction series is that I'll be sharing my personal reflections from praying the scripture using Lectio Divina. Now, the third and perhaps the most important reason, ultimately as baptized Christians, we are called to be holy. Scripture tells us that to be set apart is to be holy. Hence the name, the Setting Apart Podcast, pointing to the process of becoming set apart or the process of transformation as we respond to our baptismal call to be holy. Now, the important question is, What does holiness really mean? Well, let's take a deep dive and see what Scripture tells us. I will kick off with three Bible verses, followed by three paragraphs from the CCC, a couple of quotes from a couple of saints, and reflect on them. That's the plan. It's a big topic, but it's an important foundation to have a good understanding on. And the beauty about podcasting, you can pause anytime, come back, and replay whenever you want. So, What does holiness really mean? In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, we read, He chose us in Christ before the world was made to be holy and faultless before Him in love. So, in order to appear before the Lord, we need to have our heart transformed into a heart of love. That's the essence of holiness. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, it reads, To the church of God that is in Corinth, to you who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be holy, 
or called to be saints. It depends on your version. In the NAB is holy, and for the NRSV Bible, it's saints. The word saint is derived from the Greek word hagios or hagioi for plural, which means the holy ones. This is a good example why reading different translations sometimes help in better understanding the meaning of Scripture. In this opening address to Christians in Corinth, while short, contains very rich Christian teaching from St. Paul. First, notice the phrase, in Christ Jesus, an expression Paul uses a lot in his letters. To him, being a Christian is not just about believing in Jesus or merely accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Mm -mm. But that through baptism, we become a part of the body of Christ. Therefore, we are now in Christ. And since we are in Christ, by construction, we become a member of the mystical body of Christ. This theme is central to what it means for us as to how we live our lives as disciples of Christ. Now, Paul's ethics and moral teaching flow out of this mystical reality that if you were a baptized Christian, you are no longer your own. I mean, you've been bought with a price and you are now in Christ. And you would have to live as if you are his body living in the world. Now, in the same way, Jesus teaches his disciples the principle of remaining in him or abiding in him at the Last Supper using the parable of the vine and the branches in John chapter 15, in which the branches are part of the vine insofar that the branches are members of the vine. Here the vine is Christ, while the branches the disciples. And this is a beautiful image of the life of Christian discipleship and apostolic activities. Remain in me as I remain in you. With me, all things are possible. Without me, you can do nothing. In order to bear fruits as disciples of Christ, the branches must remain in the vine just as the vine remains in them. But if the branches are cut off from the vine, they will not bear fruits. They will wither, thrown into the fire, and burnt. Therefore, as cool as it is that we become in Christ through baptism, but in order to fulfill our vocation to bear fruit, we should behave as children of light. Otherwise, we'll be thrown to the ground and burnt. That's why it's fundamental that we understand what it means to be in Christ and the implications on why and how we should be set apart. Second, Corinth is a rich seaport full of devotees of various pagan cults and sexual immorality. Yet against that backdrop, St. Paul is writing to the ex-pagans, telling them that they are called to be saints. Now, as a contemporary Catholic, I think of saints as canonized saints who are proclaimed by the church as holy people who are now dead and are now alive uh, with God in heaven. But that is not how Paul uses the expression saints in his letters. For Paul, he considers believers who are living on earth, who have been baptized into Christ, whereas we would commonly refer to them as Christians, he refers to all of them as saints. To Paul, 
You are called to be a saint by virtue of your baptism and your faith in Jesus Christ. All Christians are saints insofar that we have been made set apart through baptism and made member of the mystical body of Christ. We become adopted children of God through Christ. As such, we need to live the reality of who we actually are and what we are called to be at baptism. The vocation of every baptized person is the call to be holy. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. That's from Ephesians 5 verse 8. This is essentially our universal call as Christians to holiness. In fact, this is what paragraph 2013 of the CCC has to say. Paragraph 2013 reads as follows. All Christians in any state or walk of life are called to the fullness of Christian life and to the perfection of charity. All are called to holiness. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, we may not be perfect. I know I'm not. Just as St. Paul tells the Romans in chapter 3 that all have sinned and are deprived of the glory of God. But First John chapter 4 tells us that with the grace of God, we can be perfected in love. To be holy is not primarily a matter of how many rosaries that we say in a day or how many ministries that we're involved in. That's not how we gauge if we were set apart. But rather, it is a matter of having our heart transformed into a heart of love. That is the key, transforming our heart into a heart of love. Don't take my word for it. Let's connect the dots by looking at paragraph 1692 to 1694 of the CCC. We begin with 1692 of the CCC. It reads as follows. By the sacraments of rebirth, Christians have become children of God, partakers of the divine nature, coming to see in the faith their new dignity. Christians are called to lead henceforth a life worthy of the gospel of Christ. They are made capable of doing so by the grace of Christ and the gifts of His Spirit, which they receive through sacraments and through prayer. So we become children of God in baptism. As such, we are called to behave as children of light, to conduct ourselves that is worthy of the gospel of Christ, to understand the conduct that is worthy or consistent with the gospel of Christ. We need to earnestly seek out the Lord in the Word of God. For according to St. Jerome, ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. Next, Paragraph 1693 of the CCC, it reads as follows. Christ Jesus always did what was pleasing to the Father and always lived in perfect communion with Him. Likewise, Christ's disciples are invited to live in the sight of the Father who sees in secret, in order to become perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, I don't know about you, but to be perfect seems pretty daunting and even impossible to me, since, by nature, we are imperfect, a fact well documented since the fall of Adam and Eve in the beginning of the Genesis right through to the entire salvation history in the Bible. 
where all kinds of human brokenness are being depicted. And indeed, if left to our own accord, it is impossible for us to be perfect in our broken state. Just as it is impossible for the rich man to enter heaven in one of Jesus' parables. But with the grace of God, that changes everything. All things now become possible, even our transformation. How do we do that? Well, when in doubt, follow the footsteps of Jesus Christ. He is the divine teacher and the model of all perfection. In Matthew 22, Jesus tells us precisely how to be holy. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. That's from Matthew 22, verses 37 to 40. And so, to be holy is a matter of keeping these two great commandments given by Jesus that sum up the Old Testament, to love God and to love our neighbor wholeheartedly. Again, we may not be perfect, but we can be perfected in love. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That's from John 13, verse 35. And that's what it means to be set apart. Love God, love your neighbor. The love of God cannot be separated from the love of neighbor, for love is the fulfillment of the commandments. To love is not just about feelings. Feelings come, feelings go. But to love, or agape, comes from our free will, our deliberate choice. It comes from the center of the soul, which scripture calls the heart. It is as what St. Thomas Aquinas professes. And I quote, To love is to will the good of the other. For Aquinas, to love means, and I quote, to consistently will and choose the good of the other. To love neighbor as self means seeing the sharing in the good as constitutive of your own sharing in the good. To love God, whose good we cannot will, strictly speaking, as he is purely actualized good itself, is to love what God loves, which, of course, is the neighbor's good. So we come full circle. Unquote. St. John Paul II reminds us that love is love only when it is lived through the lens of self-sacrifice. If we base our idea of love on attraction or other fuzzy emotions, we gravely misunderstand the truth about love. We need only to look to the cross in order to discover what love and who love is. Jesus set the example of total self-giving to the point of death, and that is what we must do in order to truly choose love. We must die to ourselves in order to will the good of another person. It's the love we extend to the other, not for our own good, but for the good of the other. And so we come full circle. Love is the key ingredient to perfection. The two greatest commandments instituted by Jesus, love God, 
love neighbor, depend on it. Okay, this is a good place to pause and recap on what we've covered so far in part one of the introduction episode. There are lots to digest and reflect on. Feel free to do so at your leisure. Just hit playback and rewind on the podcast as often as you like. I will include all the references made in the show note on the website. The URL for the website is settingapart.com. Setting apart is one word, no space. Again, the URL is settingapart.com. To conclude, here are the main takeaways for this episode. All Christians are universally called to be holy, or to be set apart, or to be saints. They are one and the same as we have seen. Holy Scripture, or the Word of God, has revealed to us our dignity and identity. Insofar as all Christians have been made set apart to be in Christ, through baptism, to be part of the mystical body of Christ. As such, we are called to live a life that is worthy of the gospel of Christ. To be holy is to love. Love God and love your neighbor wholeheartedly. The two great commandments given by Jesus, and in the words of St. Thomas Aquinas, to love is to will the good of the other in which we choose the good or the benefit, not for ourselves but for the other. Since we cannot choose any more good than perfection, so to love God is to love what God loves, which is to will the good of the neighbor. And there you have it. To be holy, if you break it all down, is simply to love. Love God, love your neighbor wholeheartedly. In today's episode, we have unpacked what it means to be holy. Looking ahead to part two of the introduction, we shall explore how we can be perfected in love, how we can live a Christian life worthy of the gospel of Christ. We will also unpack the central theme of baptism. In particular, we examine how is it that baptism can completely wipe away the stains of our actual and original sins. And that should help us truly appreciate the gift that we receive at baptism. And that would conclude the introduction to the podcast. Following that, that's when the real show begins, where I get to share my stories, my reflections through the lens of faith. Can't wait. Until then, pick up the Bible today and get to know Jesus. Listen to what he's got to say. Please pray for me and pray for each other as well. Thank you for staying all the way to the end, and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Setting Apart podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and get notified so you won't miss any new episodes. And please feel free to give me your ratings and reviews so that others may get to listen as well. Thank you, and God bless.